What up? It's your boy, Tony Sumo, coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes now. Use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammer in your life. It'll cure what ails ya. Head over to fightkingdom.com. Get the official Tiny Sumo supporter tee from there. The link for that is in my bio now. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And use the code Tiny Sumo for 10% off with those guys. And head over to Tiki Tribe. And get all your ready-to-eat meal solutions delivered, nutritious, delicious, to your door, ready to go. Use the code TINYSUMO for 20% off with those guys. And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or at TikiTribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I Tribe.com. And me, I'm your boy, Tiny Sumo. Make sure you're following me, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So... Let me get down with my guest. You! Oh, fantastic, bro. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat. I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. All right. So, look, I reached out to you the other day. I saw that you'd uh, put something up about uh, Jamie Malarkey, who I actually had on the chat yesterday. So I caught up with him as well. Now, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Since that's come out, he's been matched up, right? So we've, yeah, we've, we've got yeah. that. But I still want to talk about that because I obviously want to talk about the UFC Melbourne card. What I want, to, I want to talk to you because you're currently six and zero as a pro. You're the Coastal Combat Champ. You're the Eternal Champ. You got two very shiny belts. I want, yes. to find out though, I want to find out how you, the smiling assassin, got into fighting in the first place. So if you oh. could, take me back. Take me back. Tell me how you first got involved. We'll start there. All right, brother. Well, it all starts when I um when I watched that movie Never Back Down for the first time. Yep, fantastic movie. That, Yes, yeah, I quite enjoyed it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. So I looked around to see if I could get a fight anywhere, and I um, I found Aftershock in Brisbane. Now, at the time, like, I didn't do any training or anything, I just went and had a fight. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, so as you can imagine, I got destroyed. <laughs> I ran into the eventual Walter White champion of Eternal, as um. Tristan Murphy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's who I got matched up with. And yeah, I managed to jab him square in the face before he took me down and rendered me absolutely helpless. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This is, that's in the current climate of MMA, so it's like modern MMA. If you had told me that it had happened 20 years ago, if you had a yeah. like... It was just someone sort of walked up the street and said, I can have a go at this. But it's so wild to think that you just went, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I can do this. Why not? I, right. oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, that's how it got started. So about, um, I think about six or so months after that, that's when I very started actually training. Okay. And about a year after I started training, I had my second fight where I ran to um, Shindo Newbreed's uh, Peter Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I I didn't know anything about weight cutting at the time, mm-hmm. and so I just thought what I walked around at, so I thought water weight. And this guy was huge. <laughs> I was like, my god, this dude is a giant. <laughs> and yeah, I got I got pretty beat up in that fight too, but uh, it ended in a draw. So 
from yeah. there then to so that's now what a year after you've had that first fight. Yep. yep. Now, sorry to go from training then too. So have you have you after that first fight gone? All right, now this is me. This is it, and like deep dived into training, or has it sort of still been a bit of a like have you eased into it almost? Yeah. Well, like I said, it took about six months before I actually started training. Mm-hmm. After that fight, so yeah, yeah. it did take yeah, it did take a process of easing into it because I just wasn't used to it, you know. Mm. Uh, I wasn't used to getting ragdolled and freaking <laughs> just bullied. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, uh, yeah, so that really hurt my feelings at times, <laughs> and and yeah, but I toughed it out, man, and I did have a degree of natural talent, and strength in it, so that sort of kept me going through the early stages where I was just getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of like really good training partners who just took time out of the, out of the session to just like teach me personally. And they'd hang back a couple of hours after training just to help me out. Now, one friend in particular, Gav, he, he did a lot for me in that period. And I, I wouldn't be what I am today without him. So because you've racked up a bunch of fights since then, so that's the other thing. It's not like you haven't, you yeah. know, you, you had a, a very lengthy amateur career before you've gone pro as well. Yes, yeah. Have you sort of decided then after that second fight, you know, you, you, you're still not, you know, still not knowing about weight cutting, things like that. Is mm. it at that point that you've sort of decided, right, oh, now I'm going to get very serious? <laughs> well, actually, I was fully committed after the first fight. Which okay. It took me a while to ease into that the actual training sort of because I, I had no, no idea what I was committing myself to mm. but I knew like even you know I'd just been you know destroyed in the first fight and they're announcing him as the winner I'm just there sitting to myself thinking to myself like I love this this is where I want to be it's what I want to do so and, even, after, you know, even after you got beat up even then like right in that moment man it's when I felt like this is what I want to do yeah, I'm like where I want to be. Yeah, yeah and, okay. Yeah, yeah, and to feel like that after such a you know humiliating experience, you know, that really tells you something. I don't think people who you know, obviously, people who don't fight can't understand that. That's a very, uh, that's a very interesting word that you've used, like humiliation. It, yes, it's yeah. such a raw and vulnerable, and emotional place to be. Yeah. You know, to put yourself out there like that, and you've gone in there without knowing that side of it at all. You know, you, yeah. If, if you go to the gym, you know, you spend time at the gym before that, I guess, and you'll see people come back from fights or you know whatever it may be, spend some time yeah. around other fighters, and you've sort of gone in there unknowingly setting yourself up for that possible heartache. Yeah. But then to to feel that and still go, no, you know what, this is the spot. There's not many people that are going to do that. No, no. You know, the, the people that take fights in general is a small populace. You know, it's a, it's a small yeah. amount of people that choose yeah. to get punched and kicked and strangled by strangers. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. itself is a small populace. And it yeah. gets narrower and narrower, you know, when you start interjecting things like heartache and humiliation. Yes, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just you and one other guy, man. Mm. And mm. It's not like a team sport or anything like that. It's just you out there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If anything now, goes wrong, yeah, it's all on you. It's a very, it's almost, uh, you know, I can't remember who said the quote, but it was, you know, some, and it was to the extent that uh, fighting allows 
a person to share a part of their soul with the crowd. You know, I get to see who mm. you are as a person in that moment in the cage or ring or wherever it may be. And that's yeah. a good indication of you as a person for you to have that heartbreak moment, you know, mm. to have that sort of moment where you've gone in and you've had to deal with that, but then to still go, nah, this is the spot. This is where I want to be. And now I just need to find the tools. I need to find the people. I need to just move forward with this. Yes. Yeah. All right, sweet. So then you've gone in now. You've you've had, like I said, you've had the extensive amateur career, bunch of fights there, made the transition to pro, and as I mentioned earlier, very successful, especially recently. I mean, yeah. you're six and zero as a pro. You're on a yeah. four stoppage win streak currently at the minute. So, yeah, <laughs> two shiny belts to go along with it though. And I've said on the podcast numerous times now, the eternal belt is currently my favourite belt design. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do we go from here? Because I know, you know, I mentioned earlier that they were good fights too. Obviously, uh, beating Brenton Mumford for the um, for the Eternal Strap. That's a good win too. And as far as the Australian yeah. thing's concerned, that's a very strong win. Yes. Yeah. So now, like mm-hmm. I said, you 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 posted up and uh, and I messaged you about it as well mm-hmm. uh, that you'd made the call out to Jamie Malarkey. You, you know, like yeah. He'd been saying that uh, he wanted to fight Brad, who had just been signed for uh, UFC Melbourne. He wanted to fight Brad because he didn't believe Brad had fought the best lightweights in the country. And you essentially sort of made the call out and said, hey, look, I believe I'm the best lightweight in the country. Maybe we should fight instead. Now, that was a fight that I was really hoping was going to happen. I was like, yes, let's get that going. Let's let's make that fight happen. Because arguably, and when you've got a couple of those shiny belts, it makes it very yeah, hard for yeah. people to argue that you're not the best in the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, just between the two of us, I think that would have been the decider. Yes. I yeah, look, and yeah, I, yeah. I would be inclined to agree. It's very hard to argue. I think, you know, Hex at one point, I think, was the promotion in Australia, you know, even recently. But I would say, I would argue that now, Eternal, with the amount of shows that they're putting on, with the amount, yeah. yeah, they're putting on a show every other week. They're getting the best guys and girls together for those shows too. So hats off to Eternal because they're doing a fantastic job. But yeah, the Eternal yeah. strap definitely is carrying some weight at the minute. So I think it would be hard to argue that if you're not the top guy, then who is? Yes, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, because I consider Jamie to be the top guy, and uh-huh. I'm willing to wager my Eternal belt for a shot at his number one spot. Mm-hmm. But there's. He's off to the UFC, man, and there's no greater stage, so mm-hmm. uh, can't blame him at all. Well, that's that's just awesome for him, and I wish him all the best with that. And that'll be a very fun fight as well. I'm also looking forward to his fight with Brad, because that'll be yeah. a fantastic fight. Yeah, same here. Now, look, as a fight fan, I still, you know, I, I take great joy in still seeing those matchups. I think with the UFC coming to Melbourne, it's almost bit of a bit, been a bit of a catch-22, and I said the same thing to Jamie yesterday. It's almost made it at the point where, you know, a lot of guys who feel like they're on the cusp almost aren't willing or, or, or are less inclined to take fights at the minute because they don't want to lose the possibility of getting on that card. Yes. Do you that's think that's something true, that's been but... happening in the in, in the you know the local scene? It is. I do believe it is. It is the case, man. It's a very unfortunate part of the sport, I would say, because it's mm. true. Like if you lose, and you can lose. Anyone can lose at any time in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why take the risk when you might get the chance uh, to get signed up by the UFC? Mm. But, like, in my opinion, man, like, 
if you're going to lose on the regional scene, you're probably not going to make it far in the UFC. So mm. my my logic is I'm just going to take fights. I'm going to just keep trying to get make myself better, keep racking up the experience, and and yeah, despite the risk of it. Uh, and plus, I, I just love it way too much, man. <laughs> to stay away. <laughs> well, that's good. That's the other thing. As a fight fan, I'm glad that you love it because yeah. I get to watch yeah. you fight. I think too, with the cards, you know, there's only so many spots. There's only so many fights on on the the Melbourne card. You know, there's only yeah. there's so many spots available. There's only so many. They've already got a bunch of international guys coming. You know, things like that. There's already those fights taken. So there's only so many undercard slots. But what I do think will happen once this Melbourne shows over and the guys that may have thought they were on the cusp and were waiting for a last minute call or whatever it may have been, I think what we will see post UFC Melbourne is is an influx of really great matchmaking and really great fights. I think the first couple of months of 2020 are going to be filled with those yeah. matchups that we missed out on the last couple of months. Yes, yes, I, I believe you're correct in that. And look, uh, what does Eternal seem to put on a card every week? So a lot of them on Eternal. I'm sure we will see. They're putting on the show the night before UFC in Melbourne. That's going to be massive. That's a huge card. Lots of really yes, great yeah. fights on that. You're probably going to have a bunch of UFC fighters attending too. Why would they not? I mean, you know, yeah. it's just around. It's just down the road. Why would you not? You're already, you're already here for the show. Pop in. Watch the fights. It'll be a great night of fights. Really good amateur pro. All of it in there. So now... Now that we're not looking at UFC Melbourne, or hypothetically, I mean, hey, sure, I'm yeah. sure if they yeah. had call, you'd jump on, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Nothing in the works right now, though. So what can yeah. we sort of look forward to from the Smiling Assassin, maybe for mm. the rest of the year, early 2020? Yeah. Uh, you can look forward to seeing me on um, Eternal again, brother, in November. Beautiful, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I plan on putting my title on the line again. Mm-hmm. No match up yet, though. Nothing, nothing locked in. Uh, nothing set in stone, brother. But uh, they're working on something, so you, you should, you should be hearing something soon. All right, mate. I look forward to it. Because like I said, big fan of your work. <laughs> very exciting. The eternal strap, like I said, is my favourite. So any opportunity that I get to see that on a poster makes me happy. Yeah. Well. As, as a bit of a fight nerd, and, uh, and very reminiscent of the old um, King of Pancras belt. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they may have modelled after. So big uh, big points for them on that style points for sure. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you fight in November, mate. And uh, no doubt it'll be a great matchup. Before we go, I'd like to give yeah. people a chance to get any plugs, mention shout-outs, anything like that other way. So anyone you want to mention, uh, let them know now and we'll tag them in when I post up later on as well. Yeah, brother, just uh, just my team from Ignite and um, Gamebred, as well as my um, sponsors, Roughhouse Original. Oh, and just everyone that's helped me along this journey, man. Uh, I've managed to surround myself with some pretty incredible people, especially my beautiful wife. There you go. Smart <laughs> man. There you go. That's, that's the right one to get in there. All right, dude. Look, like I said, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to have a chat, and I look forward to uh, talking soon and seeing you fight again soon. Yeah, awesome, brother. Thank you for taking the time to spend with me. No worries at all, man. We'll talk soon. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. Cheers, bro. Bye. Bye.